Hello, my name is Paul Ryan and I'm founder of GP Templates. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I'm passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics and enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. So in today's podcast, I'm going to discuss the management of atrial fibrillation. And there are four main topics I'm going to cover today. Number one, I'm going to focus on anticoagulation. Number two, I'm going to discuss briefly the European Society of Cardiology Guidelines. Number three, I'm going to talk about the CHAZVASC score as well as the HASBLED score. And finally, I'm going to discuss the Keele University Decision Support Tool, which I find invaluable when I'm prescribing anticoagulants in, in my GP practice. So first and foremost, the management of atrial fibrillation. So there are three main areas to focus on. Number one, anticoagulation. Number two, rate control. And number three, rhythm control. Now I'm going to cover rate control and rhythm control in later podcasts. So today I'm just going to focus on anticoagulation. So all patients with atrial fibrillation should be put on anticoagulation unless they have a CHADS VASC score of zero. Okay, so... I explain to patients that their heart is like a cement mixer rather than a pump. So rather than the uh, blood being pumped out of the heart, it gets mixed around. And when it, when it gets mixed around in their atria, um, clots may happen and then the clot um, may go up then and cause a stroke. Now, NOACs are now used first line in the majority of patients with atrial fibrillation. And this is as per the, European, the current European Society of Cardiology Guidelines. So we saw back in 2016 that um, the NOACs were shown to be superior to warfarin and they reduced the risk of, uh, there was a reduced risk of hemorrhagic stroke and all-cause mortality compared with warfarin. And the second big thing from them, uh, from the guidelines a number of years ago was that if a person has a CHAZVAS score of one, they no longer should be put on aspirin. Okay, and this was contrary to the 2012 guidelines because aspirin has a similar bleeding risk to NOAX and it's not as efficacious in preventing strokes compared to NOAX. So they have the same, it has the same risk, but you don't get the same gain. Now, just to talk about the CHADS-VASC score and the HASBLED score. So the CHADS-VASC score I mentioned already, it's useful as if the score is zero, the risk of putting a person on an anticoagulant is greater than the benefit of that patient being on anticoagulation. They still, even though they have a CHADS-VASC score of zero, they still have a risk of stroke, but there is a greater risk of bleeding. If the patient has a CHADS-VASC score of two, um, anticoagulation can be offered to men and women, okay, because the stroke risk is greater than 2% per year in this in if, if they have a CHADS-VASC uh, score of two. If they have a CHADS-VASC score of 1, you can consider anticoagulation for men. Now, women automatically score 1, so they need another risk factor. So they're either, uh, you know, say they need to have a, a, risk fa- a score of 2 and above. Now, I suppose just to mention the HASBLED, you should, before putting a patient on a NOAC or an anticoagulant, you need to take into account their HASBLED score. If they score three or more, there's an increased risk of bleeding. Okay, but it should not stop you anticoagulating that patient. So 
you what it should uh, encourage us to do is to make sure that we've got if the patient has good blood pressure control uh, to you know if they're drinking alcohol to stop the alcohol or reduce it if they're on NSAIDs try to get them off the NSAIDs if possible if they're on steroids, if they're getting frequent exacerbations, we say for uh, we say for example for asthma, maybe to step up treatment in asthma, and if they're on aspirin in primary prevention, we now know even in diabetics that aspirin should not be started in these uh, in primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. So to take them off the aspirin in that case. So the point is, even if they've got a has blood score of three or more, there is an increased risk of bleeding but we try and reduce that risk of bleeding. We're still going to put them on, or we're still going to, it's not going to stop us uh, putting them on an anticoagulant. I suppose there is an old saying saying we can replace blood, but we can't replace brain. So just to talk about the CHAS-VAS scoring system in, in more detail, C is for congestive cardiac failure, they score one. H is for hypertension, if the systolic blood pressure is greater than 140, or if they're on an antihypertensive, they score one. A for age, if they're 75 years of age or older, they score 2. D for diabetes, they score 1. S, uh, if they have a prior stroke or a prior TIA, they score 2. V is vascular, so previous MI or peripheral arterial disease, they score 1. A for age, if they're 65, um, uh, between 65 and 75 years of age, they score 1. Uh, because we know if they're 75 or more, they score 2. And SC then is the sex category, so a female scores 1. So I suppose it's hard to remember all of these um, 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 uh, scoring systems. So I use the Keele University Anticoagulation Decision Support Tool, which I find really, really useful. And it suggests that the, you put in all the patient details and at the very end, then it suggests then what um, what anticoagulation to uh, the treatment recommendation and then the reasons for that recommendation. It's an evidence-based tool and it's, it's a really fantastic resource. So that brings me to, to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found it useful and I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast. <laughs>